What, what am I supposed to say? I've never listened to a podcast. You're listening to Big Wheel Coaching Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the another episode of the Big Wheel Coaching Podcast. And I am here with Coach Leo Bugtai and his athlete, Eric Zook. Guys, I would like to, Leo, want to welcome you to the podcast again. And Eric, welcome you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Brian. Right. Thank you for having me. Oh, guys. So for all of you listening at home, you know that we love doing, we love celebrating our athletes' success and the athlete profile section of our newsletter was actually so for years we did an athlete profile newsletter and it was all about asking four questions five questions of our athletes and and trying to help dig into what they kind of the struggles that they've had and some of the challenges and then also share some of the success and and the things that maybe they've learned along the way from being a coached athlete. And so now in this new format with the podcast, we have just so much ability to just get really into the nitty gritty. And so I'm so thankful for this format. So Eric has been having a great season thus far. He and Coach Leo have been working together, and Eric's had his first race win. He's been on the podium multiple times. And uh, I have to say that even some of the guys that I coach are like, dang, you know, Eric is crushing it. Like there's so many people that are so excited about how you're riding. So Eric, I'm so thankful that you're willing to be here and, and share some of this with us. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. I, it, it, it's been a journey and uh, it, it, it's hard work, but it's been rewarding. That's awesome. So coach Leo, Take us through, man. Set the table for us. Tell us a little bit about some of the successes that Eric has had and and kind of, you know, let's let's get right into it. Oh, of course. <clears throat> you know, Eric has really blossomed when he when he's been staying disciplined and he's just much more than an athlete. You know, he's he's a husband, father, businessman, great friend, and soon to be grandpa. So Eric, I know you're spinning quite a few plates, but he still manages to get all his training done. And I think what really amazes me is that, like, I can probably count on my fingers how many workouts he's missed. So, Eric, like, I think I got to ask you is how do you manage and get yourself out there to be so consistent? Well, you guys got me motivated. Like you said, I think blossoming is a, is a good word because, um, yeah, I, I can just see that I can I can feel the results that I'm getting from being consistent and, and, and proper training. And, uh, and, and the encouragement is nice. And the, the inside philosophy, the, you know, the inner workings of like a crit race and which, you know, so I'm, I'm learning a, a lot of stuff. So it's, it's pretty interesting. And, uh, you know, I tell myself I got to get out there and, you know, don't, don't don't quit before the the miracle, you know. Don't quit two minutes before you keep plugging out. What really there. click what really clicked for you when um you said that uh things really changed when you when you went into uh crit racing. Was there like things that were like kinda 
really clicked on like the race psychology of how you grasp on how to be a bike racer? Yeah. Yeah. You've really helped me with the race psychology 100%. Um, you know, uh, I, I had some decent success mountain biking, but the crits, yeah, just not, not, uh, just didn't quite understand what I needed to do. Didn't, didn't feel that, you know, I belonged, uh, at the front of the race. So this wasn't, this just didn't have the confidence. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm building my confidence. And, and, you know, now I show up to a race and I have objectives that I'm trying to, to meet. Oh, yeah, definitely. I know you're definitely achieving all of that. The confidence comes from the training that you're putting in, but also just practicing it on the field. I know for the Simi ride, what we had you practice was you belong to ride in the front group with the top 10 guys because that's where all the Cat 1s and experienced riders are riding. In addition to that, the reason why we want to start at the front was because you get a head start on the climb so you can slowly sandbag and, you know, slowly drift to the back, but still be in contact with Peloton. And I noticed that you doing that every group ride has now translated over to your racing. And maybe discuss a little bit of how, like, the Victorville road race went for you. Because um, that was, uh, well, you know, that one, was... Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, for one, I, yeah, I was... My condition was pretty darn good, and um, you know I had my demonstration on address. I knew that uh, I, one of the races wanted to get a breakaway, and he, he broke right right at the start, so I was able to be up there on his wheel, and uh, maybe there was six or seven of us that went to breakaway. And slowly, you know, people just started dropping off, but. Um, you know, I just held on a wheel, trying not to, to work too hard, uh, hard and, but hard enough to kind of watch the, the efforts that the other people, other riders were, were exerting. And, um, you know, finished, I, I got third place, so that was pretty cool. I have to, I have to, I have to jump in here, guys, because I, I think mm -hmm. there's a lot more to that race. That was your first podium it that was so for everyone i want to set everyone listening at home i want to set the table eric started coaching and he started coaching with leo and he was riding all of a sudden he's got the structure and he's riding really good and he's getting stronger and then he's he's like he alluded to there's this component of of confidence in what he's trying to achieve and and what he's trying to do and and, and confidence is is so important in our sport and it's really important through that like that we as coaches help our athletes gain that confidence not just in their physical exertion but also in their tactical savvy so again for everyone listening at home leo had been, coach leo had been working with eric really hand in hand to help him in practicing that in group ride settings okay and then debriefing about it and then the Victorville road race was one of the very first races of the year. It was very, very difficult. 
extremely windy, and really a group of very talented, hardworking, strong bike riders showed up to that. And almost immediately, there's a breakaway. Eric is in the breakaway. And through now his confidence and looking at the tactics, he brings away his first podium, third place finish. And in fact, I believe if memory serves me properly, like, Eric, you were so excited, like you immediately texted Leo, Leo immediately texted me, and we were all like, you know, high five, like so excited for you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, you you worded that a lot better than me. Um, definitely, you, I've gained a lot of confidence, and that, and that was a big part in that, absolutely. And, and like you said, I had the race savvy uh, during the race, not to... You know, try to be the first one at the top of the hill, just stay with the group, uh, try to conserve as much energy as possible, and uh, uh, think about finishing the race, which, you know, I, I, I didn't have those tools before. And, and, and that's the exciting part about having a coach. That's exciting stuff. Leo, tell me, you know, you've raced so well at the Victorville Road Race. You've had some good success there in years past. Did you use some of that experience and talk through uh, what you think was a good strategy with Eric Pryor? I mean, t- take me through that if you guys don't mind me asking. Oh, yeah, of course. So in previous years, there's a there's a tight chicane through right from the gun. And essentially what we talked uh, briefly with uh, Zook before the race was that you got to be in the zone like right, at, like right when you get to the start because <clears throat> if you go into – that chicane it's going to be strung out and if someone attacks and if you're in last position you're going to be too far back especially with the crosswinds coming up once the road widens out um so in my previous experience there's usually an attack right from the gun and that's how i've been also able to get in the breakaway so what we talked with zook was we need to mark all the a riders and see what they're up to and lo and behold the best and strong, one of the strongest riders in the field attacked right from the gun. Zook knew what he needed to do and he was already ready for it. And everyone else was pretty much reacting while he was following it, following it. And from there that the breakaway was established and it was pretty much textbook, save energy, uh, and make sure the breakaway, uh, stays away. And, you know, he was able to roll in for a third place. Man, that's awesome. So, Eric, I want to talk with you a little bit about this because you said there was like six or seven guys. We know that Victorville Road Race was very windy, very challenging course. So it was definitely a race of attrition. So certainly there's a fitness element to being strong enough just to get to the finish. But let's just say six or seven guys, you know, there's you could have easily been first or you could have been seventh or like not easily been first but you could have been first but you you know tell me how that went because you you know obviously you could have been seventh too and you managed to figure out a way to get on the podium which is again your first podium of the year we're all super excited but you're playing the game of bike racing on the fly so you were trying to figure out tactically how to get the best result and that's what i want to hear about and i think I think a lot of people at home listening are are trying to figure out how they can get results and and you figured it out man you you cracked the code that was awesome uh i I don't know there there isn't a, a, a magic wand 
uh, like you were saying, you know, I did uh, four days to fitness. I did the steaming ride. You know, I did a lot of, a lot of work. And, uh, you know, and then through the chicanes, you try to, try to hold the wheel. And, uh, uh, I don't need to show, show anybody how strong I am. So, uh, just kind of match with anybody else's is pulling um and it yeah you know in the beginning i'm just thinking i hope i can hang on and then you see somebody drop off so that gives you a little bit of encouragement and you see somebody struggling and uh <laughs> you, you move up a wheel and uh, uh i think at the end i think there was three uh fifty five plus and one sixty plus. And uh that's how we finished the race. Wow. So yeah, it, it's definitely good stuff. Um yeah, I had had like, you know, I did did have a lot of I I'm getting confident. And uh I think I have the strength now, but uh I you know, just have to Get that bike in the right place at the right time. I'm still having still having a hard time on the on the bigger crits, but uh, yeah, it's a challenge and uh, I'm enjoying it. And it's it's nice. I'm getting the tools to accomplish it. Oh, I love that. I love that, Eric. We again, Leo and I are just so proud of you. And he, here's what I have to what I what I think is most exciting is we started the conversation talking about you know, like you said, and I think you coined it so well, termed it so well is getting the tools. So now you're building your confidence and your fitness. And that wasn't like the pinnacle of the results, right? There's, there's another big result in here that we have to talk about, right guys? What's that? I mean, I I feel like there was two podiums there that we have to talk about, right? There was, there's another podium there, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, we had, we had the first, yeah, I got a first place at the, uh, at the crit the next day. Oh, okay. 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 So for everyone listening at home, just so you're keeping track of what's going on, Eric's modesty is coming through here because we just talked about this incredibly difficult, windy, hard road race for sure. Hard man event. He finishes third place, hard fought. Great. And that's on a Saturday. Then Sunday, there's an there's a crit, right? There's a criterium event, and did I hear that right, Eric? You won it. You yeah, you got that right. Okay, I know yes. that that text message also came across my phone, and was I was just like over the moon excited for you. So so take me through, you know. Okay, so after the race, you're obviously really excited. After the Victorville Road Race, you're really excited. You got third place. Where's your head at now? going into the criterium the next day and like, take me through that race to how you end up first place on the podium. I mean, that, that's a pretty special 48 hours of racing, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it's, yeah, it's such a great race, such a great venue, uh, that, you know, that wind is awesome. You know, it, 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 (laughs) it adds a dynamic to the race. So, uh, the the road race is a great course and the crit the following day is fantastic. I wish that more people would sign up for that. 
But um, yeah, I, I, I came uh, to the crit thinking, you know, this is my race to win or, or this is my race to lose. You know, it's a, it's a small race. There, there was there was another guy that could be a potential uh, competitor, and so I had to watch out for him. Uh, you know, I, uh, Leo and I had Leo and I had talked about it. Uh, there was somebody that I didn't know that 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 did a big, huge breakaway, and uh, you know, I didn't know if that would stick or not. Nobody was chasing him, so I caught up to him. It turned out he was spent, so we, we, we hooked back up with the, with the group, and, uh, we're, we're coming into, I think it was, uh, uh, two laps to go. I didn't know how I would do in the sprint, so I tried to do a big breakaway right in the wind. Uh, I looked behind me, everybody's on my wheel. So, uh, uh, I, I slow down, and, uh, I still don't know how I'm going to do in the crit. I mean, in the in the final sprint. So I figured I'd I'd try it again, and uh, I was able to get a little breakaway. And um, uh, actually, what happened was somebody came around me before the last turn, and I was and he wasn't he didn't he wasn't sprinting. I was able to hold his wheel so I could recover. And it just took like three seconds, and I recovered. Came around him. Ran it to the finish one. Come Seal on, Leo. yeah, come on, Leo. How wicked is that? Seal like, like how how wicked is that, Leo? That's got to make you proud. Oh yeah, it it does. Like, it's amazing to just be part of that growth and watch Eric. Really, you know, I'm doing the easy job and watching, you know, prescribing the structured training and <clears throat> watching him from where he started to where he is now and the confidence he's at. Uh, you know, there's just been tremendous growth and the, it's not just in lining up to the race. It's been watching him ride in the group and understanding the movement of the Peloton and just having him surf the Peloton, the way he repositions himself when he's in bad position or, you know, knowing that if a gap opens up, he's not obligated to, to close it. And, you know, there's other guys who can close it. Just being a smart bike racer, like just from, Watching him from the semi ride at the start when we started working together to to now, it's Eric's been a completely different athlete. I love that. I love that. Eric, okay. So I gotta ask you, dude. So you're going in to this like and I think this is really important for everyone to understand where you're the the headspace as a bike racer. So you're a little unsure of yourself in going with two laps to go. You put in a big attack. Like that could have been yeah. all your chips on the table and then you could have got caught very easily. You could have been like, well, I guess it's over, but you stayed in the game, right? You stayed in the game. You stayed Absolutely. in the fight and you were like, okay, man, I still have a chance at this. Right. And then again, you take another dig, boom, you go off the front right now. Again, yeah. your headspace could be like, okay, I'm going to the line but then somebody catches you and passes you. Right. And so, so easily yeah. that's two times you could have just been like mentally defeated. And then all of a sudden this like rush comes over you. Right. Like you said, it was like three seconds of rest and all of a sudden, like, dude, you're a new man. And then you just find yep. this, this man strength, this animal effort. And you just boom, beast mode past this guy. Like, 
man, that is so impressive. That is so impressive. Not just physically that you could do it, but that mentally you stayed in the game. And I think that's so important. And I would love to hear like mentally where you were at as you went through that. And then how you felt after, like, what was that rush of exhilaration of winning your first race? Like, take me through that. Well, yeah, on the final lap, when, when that guy came around me, my, my plan didn't work. Again, they, you know, every car was on my wheel. I mean, they were still limited. They were still on my wheel. And, uh, yeah, thankfully, he came around and it just recovered and just I'll be honest. It, 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 it's a it's a strong race day. There, there was I think there was uh, eight guys in the race, which yeah. a win a win is a win for sure, and, and I love it. But it's not it's not like uh, CBR uh, where you have some you know that runs and, and guys with a lot of more experience. My my efforts that I did in Victorville never would have worked. So uh, I learned a lot from that, and it definitely gave me some confidence. And uh, you know, now we're we're trying to work with in in the at the CBR races, uh, get get myself in position, and uh, you know, see if I can pull off a win. Uh, that it's super challenging, it's intimidating. Uh, so you know. I'm I, I'm having a, a much easier time navigating during the race, uh, saving energy, and uh, you know now I need to learn uh, uh, to finish. Hmm. I love that. I love that. That's there's a lot of layers that go into bike racing, and one thing that I want to make sure I share with everybody at home. But also, you know, as a coach myself, I have to say, Eric, I love your I love your humility and your humbleness and your modesty. But, you know, you can only race the people that show up. OK. And yeah. and, and so I have this over all the years that I've been coaching and, and racing. You know, there's certainly this this element. There's this component of culture that that uh, r- resides in in road cycling specifically, but I think in cycling as a bigger whole, and and it's always like, well, it was a small race or, Oh, it was a B event or, or like we are always diminishing something like that. And, And I just have to say, Eric, as someone who cares about you, someone who's super, super proud of you, I have to tell you, you earned that because those eight guys, they didn't want to win less than, you know, they did the day before they want to win more, right? The guys that showed up there saw opportunity to win. They saw opportunity to win and you took it from them. Not only did you take it from them, they tried, they battled back three separate times and you still took it from them. So you persevered like against all odds. Okay. So, so what I would say is, you know, I have a lot of experience with this from joy racing because, you know, it's, it's often been said about women's racing. Well, okay. The speed is not as high as men's racing and this, that, the other. And, and I will tell you, having coached a lot of ladies, 
that women's racing is very, very difficult on the athlete because if you start with eight, eight riders or 15 riders, there's no place to hide. You're already in the breakaway, right? And that makes it very, very difficult because you're already in the breakaway. And now you have to figure out how to win out of this already select group of people. But the selection, you know what I mean? When you have 80 guys and you're all riding his peloton and eight, and eight guys go off the front, everyone expended a large amount of energy to get in that breakaway, right? Now you have eight fresh people, right, that are like, hey, we're not letting anything go. Eric attacks, we're on it. Eric attacks, we're on it. Eric attacks, we're on it. Yeah. So what I want to share with you is, A, I want you to be really proud of that win. We are certainly very, very proud of you for that win. But But just know that the number of people isn't an influencer as great an influencer as you think of like, well, was my win worthy? I can tell you right now, that is a hell of a win. And, and I know coach Leo is super proud of you and I'm super proud of you. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. And I, I'm super happy, super happy. Good. Good. You know, adding, adding on to that, uh, echoing a little bit of what Brian and what Eric was saying, you know, Eric, you know, with the, so much humility is like, he does deserve it because I remember starting in the winter, you know, Eric would tell me, you know, I didn't want to do my workout today, Leo, but I did it. And I remember him and I were kind of training later in the day and it would already be nighttime and I would be out there and I see Eric going on the other side of the road off the PCH and I'm like, there's Eric going, going to do his intervals. And it's about to be like seven o'clock in the dark, in the darkest hours. So, you know, yeah. discussing, go on. Yeah, I'll, I'll take care for that. That was, that was some tough days, Leo. And it was all new to me. And I keep my darn uh, cadence up, you know, and fighting <laughs> in the dark. And I can't see my computer, my my eyesight's not that good, so I have to put my glasses on. Oh, I got my my little light flashing behind me, and the cars are going by at eighty miles an hour. Yeah, that was nuts. <sighs> Eric, you are a wild man, dude. You are just you are just a wild man. You know. Um, so back some years ago, I uh, uh, I used to do a lot of my training at night too. I worked in the construction, the highway construction business. And I did a lot of my training at night uh, with lights and, and, and all that stuff. So I can identify a little bit with what you're saying. But, you know, there's obviously a little bit of serenity that comes with training at night because it's like, you know, you're just kind of only focused on that. But there's also this like heightened sense in danger, right? Because you're like, oh, man, like I'm the only guy out here. So I, I have to tell yeah. you, Eric, that takes so much commitment to put on your your lights to put on your warm weather gear and get out there when it's dark, when you know that there's a nice warm shower, a nice warm couch, a nice warm roof over your head for you to go home to uh, and just say, hey, you know, I, I'll save training for another day. I mean, again, that's a testament to the man you are, the character you have. And, and uh, man, you put in the work and you're getting the results. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And, you know, having a coach and, and having a schedule helps, you know, you want, you want to, you want to keep that schedule. And it says, I got to, you know, 
I have to do these intervals and, uh, you know, you're running out of daylight. So you get out there and you do it, get it done. You know, you have to. <laughs> yeah. You know, and all too often, uh, all too often, like it's also not just getting the result. It's also, if you don't get the result, there's a lot to be learned in the race. And, you know, Eric has, there's a lot of scenarios that are absolutely countless, but eventually over the time, the bike racer will like see common formalities of a scenario and then understand how to react appropriately. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what I find that Zook's really doing. And that's kind of like what we're working towards. That's awesome. E what's, um, I know you had a really good San Dimas as well. And, uh, that was a really, really hard race. And just maybe take us through, take us through what does the rest of the season look like for you i know you've already kind of alluded to um some cbr criteriums kind of mixing it up in those and those are a little bit different of a different dynamic um because they're very big and they're four corner lots of lots of dynamics going on uh different teams etc etc but what other events are kind of like on your horizon for the rest of the season well, yeah, I'll definitely, I'm just going to keep showing up to the CBR. I'm trying to, trying to, you know, crack that nut and, 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 and finish and, you know, it'd be nice to get a podium. Uh, you know, set myself up on that last lap and get a podium. That'd be incredible. So Love that's, that. that's a big goal. Uh, yeah, it's Van Demis. You know, we went in there with a lot of hopes and, uh, um, that was a hard race. This was the third time that uh, I uh, raced at race San Dimas, and the first two I didn't didn't finish. Uh, I finished this one, so that's <sighs> that's nice. Um, that's huge, man. That is huge, yeah. you know. And, and for all of those those folks that have been listening to the podcast regularly, we had uh, Fred Archambault, one of the gentlemen that I coach he did San Dimas and it was his first three day stage race. And just him being able to finish was like, that was just his goal was to finish. Yeah. Right. And and so I don't, please don't be modest about that. That is absolutely one of the hardest events around. And the fact that you finished that, especially having had the previous, um, you know, the previous results where, you know, you had tough days. I don't know anything about what happened there. Maybe it was mechanical or, or whatever, but that's a huge, that's a huge step up. And that finishing that race in and of itself is what gives you, it'll give you a fitness bounce coming out of that, going into some of these, these other events. Would you, have you felt any of that? Do you feel like you're like, okay, that was, that was a big feather in your cap and and feeling stronger after that? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, I do a hard uh, group ride on Tuesday nights, and a lot of a lot of racers show up there. A lot of riders, a lot of talent, and there's there's a couple of big climbs. And so every week, you know, I pick somebody that uh, that I want to be able to keep up with. And uh, every week, I've been DRing the climbs, so that's 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 pretty cool. I like that. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Leo, see, you're you're making it happen, buddy. Leo, what's um what do you see? You know, uh Eric has outlined some of his goals, and I know you guys have had a lot of conversations offline 
um, between you two just trying to figure out how you're going to get there. But like, you know, Eric's got a lot on his plate, man, and he's and he's getting better all the time. I know you're the kind of pulling the strings behind there to make that happen. What are you seeing and what are you doing and how are how are you helping map that out? Well, right now, our real focus, I would say our focus that Eric and I have discussed was, and what I've also noticed is that he's sprinting with some of the best guys locally in, in the group rides. So what we're trying to work through is like have a goal with each group ride, whether it's be draft as much as possible, work as hard as possible, then get back in the draft and then work hard again, where more specifically, essentially what we're doing is having a goal for the group ride. And then that will translate to over onto the races. So what we've kind of seen at like Wednesday world, for example, was, uh, Eric and I will have a, with have a plan because we're riding together and then the field will react. And then Eric is pretty much following the right wheels and getting contention for the sprint. Hmm. Yeah. So are you, do I understand that? Right guys. Like you guys are like putting together a little plan and like, coach and athletes smashing out the training ride together how cool is that very cool very cool the man. Uh, oh no you're, you're doing you're doing all the hard work Eve. that's cool that's cool so eric how is that you know we we talked about confidence earlier in the conversation and and uh you know, now we're sprinting is all about confidence, right? I mean, it's a, there's a, there's obviously a power component, a timing component, um, you know, all of these kind of things. There's a lot of things that come together in sprinting, but a major, major component is confidence. And any good sprinter will tell you that confidence is huge, right? You can do a lot when you're very, very confident. So take me through how Wednesday Worlds and and working with Leo on positioning and sprinting and this, that, the other is helping you and how you're translating that to like success at CBR. Okay. Um, I can see that now. Yeah, it, it is. Confidence would be a major component. So Wednesday Worlds has a sprint. And then also uh, the Lake Lab, Tuesday Night Lake Lab has a sprint also. Uh we go uh, after the climbs, we hit the coast, and then we, we ride south down the coast. Usually we have a tailwind, and there's some heavy hitters. I mean, we'll hit 30, 35, 40 miles an hour, and, you know, you want to be right on that wheel or you're going to get dropped. And then it all comes, it all climaxes to the sprint finish. So uh, I'm, I'm able to practice positioning myself uh, each week which, you know, I never really had the confidence to do that before. I was just happy to kind of be on the wheel. We're now trying to, you know, get myself in, a, in, in the right position. And that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. That's and cool because you're, you're, you're not just on a wheel. You want to be on the wheel you're on, right? You want to choose the wheel you're on. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, trying, I'm figuring out now. You know, sometimes I'm, 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 you know, it's getting ready, it's time to sprint. I'm, I'm the second wheel back. I'm thinking, wow, this is great. And then, you know, guys, you, that you don't, I'm too far forward and, and, and get past. So you know, I'm, I'm learning, you know, you want to be you know, five, six wheels back. And, and, you know, someone might be sprinting really good. And think, I'm not going to be able to catch this guy. But you, 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 you 
you stay on his wheel and he can turn a lot more energy and he starts slowing down and then you can go around him. So, uh, learn, a, learn a lot of good stuff and, uh, yeah, yeah, build in, build in the confidence. I love that, man. That is so cool. That is so cool. You know, there's practicing how we ride is just so important, right? And I love that Coach Leo is giving you that structure and, and giving you a task during the group ride. And it's not something where you can just be a passenger in these group rides. You really want to be an active participant and not just just be a passenger on this thing, you know, yeah. on this ship and just figure out where you go. Oh, look, hey, we arrived at the sprint, right? You're being an active <laughs> player, you know, you're being, you, you really are. You're an active yeah. player in this, yeah. in this play, right? And you're making it happen. And I love that. And I love that even better, you're able to do that with Coach Leo and then being able to debrief afterwards. That's got to make, I mean, that's huge. That is just huge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've learned, you know, there's, there's, there's a, there's a lot to, to learn with this, with the training, with the discipline. There's a lot of emotions, winning, losing, getting, you know, feeling elated, not feeling that good, feeling, uh, you know, you got a lot of highs and lows and why do I do this? You know, sometimes you're, it's, it's really clear. Sometimes it's not so clear of, you know, why you're doing it. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's an interesting journey. Well, you've already identified that it is a journey. And, and that's where, you know, I'm being able to, to talk with Coach Leo and being able to talk with you and, and all these things. I have to say, like, you know, that's why it's so important and so beneficial to have somebody in your corner looking out for you because it's totally natural. I, I feel like for me as an athlete, sometimes I wonder, well, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Right. And, and you just want to have somebody that you know and trust and, and someone that is rooting for you to like, ask that question, like just so that they'll remind you. So like, you know, it's totally natural to, to have the question, why am I doing this? But what, what unfortunately gets lost for so many people is there is no answer. They can't, they can't take a moment to recognize why that is. Whereas, obviously, you can call Coach Leo and he can be like, you know, here's why, right? And I'm sure you guys have had that conversation. Leo, have you, do you recall anything like, you know, the highs and lows like that? Oh, uh, personally, I have with Eric. I know, I know, you know, we... I think every athlete is going to be facing that. And it's truly my job to kind of always kind of just give him that reassurance that like, you know, he is on the path and perhaps the feeling that he's feeling is not because of cycling, but more of other parts of his life that might be causing some trouble. You know, all too often, it's not exactly the bike that's causing the trouble. It might be stress from work or the family and that needs to get fixed before we focus on the bike. And that's kind of like my job is trying to figure out that time management and life balance. So Eric can put in the hard work and dedication that he does. That's awesome. Do you, I mean, do you see that, E? Does that help you when you guys are working together and you go, hey, why am I doing this? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's a call to Leo. And, and you know, that can help kind of set you on that path or maybe give you some additional perspective that 
maybe you hadn't considered previously? Um, you know, I haven't, I haven't actually asked Leo, why am I doing this? But I think <laughs> Leo, yeah, Leo, why? 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 Why, Leo? Uh, why Leo? you want to win? That's right. <laughs> but he, I, you know, he sensed that, you know, maybe Eric's been a little apprehensive and, and or uh, maybe it's been a little bit of let down. So he, he, he'll make things that it's not a big deal, you know. Uh, you don't have to train, you know. You, you put in the work, you know. You can have three three days, take it easy. You've done great. Recharge your batteries. So we have stuff like that, which is super important. That was one of the problems when I'm trying to train myself. I don't know how hard I should be working, how how many, how, how, what kind of recovery should I have, uh, and that sort of thing. So to have the professionalism that Leo has, uh, with the training and also the philosophy, you know, you kind of, you have a, a racer's mentality. You don't have like mentality, I'm trying to beat this person, I'm trying to beat that person. No, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be in a race and what does it take to win the race? So it, it's good sportsmanship and, uh, you know, you learn to win, you learn to lose. It's just all, it's good stuff. Well, speaking of sportsmanship, yeah. I can tell you, uh, and we were kind of talking about this offline, right? Like I coach a couple of guys on the Cannondale Capo Masters team and they've, they've, when, when we've been having our coach athlete conversations, they've been like, Hey, that Eric Zook guy. Is he a big wheel coaching athlete? I was like, oh yeah, yeah, he, he's he's Leo's guy. And they're like, we uh, we like that guy. We want to know him more. And, and so I, you know, obviously that just alludes to what a great sportsman you are and what a great character you are. And I think that's so important in bike racing is that you know it's kind of an extension of who we are. You get to you get to create this and build your own reputation much like you've done in your own business eric you own your own business and you've built it from literally nothing and now you have a, a successful business you have a grandbaby on the way right like you have so much stuff going yep. for you and it's because you just work tirelessly at this stuff up to and including training at night in the dark and having to put your you know glasses on to be able to read intervals or look at your computer and stuff so i mean yeah man yeah, I got to tell you, like, that's that's a pretty incredible story, man. Just, just like so much. There's so many layers there. Well, thank you, and uh, yeah, I know those Canada guys, uh, super, super good guys, and, uh, and 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 that's the kind of people I enjoy racing with. There's a lot of a lot of good guys, and uh, and it, 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 that that's one thing that makes it makes it rewarding. Also. His fellow competitors and uh, um, being, being able to relate with them. Good stuff. Awesome. So, okay, E, while we're, while we're closing this out, I want to ask you two things, okay? Number one, one thing we always did in our, in our athlete profile newsletters is we always asked our athletes if they would share a knowledge bomb they've learned while coaching and something that maybe some of the other athletes out there listening can can take and implement into them. So no, I don't want to put you on the spot, 
But so question number one is, do you have a knowledge bomb or something that you've learned from working with Coach Leo that you'd like to share with others? A knowledge bomb? Yeah, it's a figure of speech, and I'm trying to be cool. But... <laughs> no, that's a good one. I just haven't that before. Boy, a knowledge bomb, like, uh, like a major aha. Yeah, no, I mean, just, hey, it could be something simple, too. Doesn't have to, we're not, we're not asking for some Confucius type uh, wisdom here. We're just asking for if there's anything, like you said earlier about, you know, appreciating that sometimes you've done enough and you can take some rest. Maybe that's as simple as it is. Or maybe it's something about the tactical side of racing that's, that's really been an aha for you. It doesn't have to be, it does just something that comes to your mind about, um, this training and racing that has helped change your perspective? Well, I think like I did for the Victorville crit, you know, I tried tactics and, uh, that's the, I, I guess that's the, the, the best tools that I'm getting from Leo. You know, I'm getting incredible training, consistent Purposeful training, but that those that inside tools of uh, the inner workings of a crit race and how to move up and how to find a wheel and and all that kind of stuff. I think that's that would be the biggest uh, knowledge bomb that I that that's really that's really helped. That's that's the, the pieces of the puzzle that I'm really working on. Nice. Nice. Okay. So last question, and this is like for you, Leo and, and Eric, you know, we always close these, uh, these podcasts out with some thankfulness. I, I always, um, I just feel like we have so much great stuff going on and we're so, there's so much in our lives to be thankful for. And we're always, we're always so busy. Everybody's got a lot going on and it, and it's easy to kind of pass over some of those things, but, but taking a moment to have some, just to be thankful for a few things. So it doesn't have to be something cycling. So Eric, I'm going to give you the, give you the floor. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. Sorry about that. But anything uh, you are thankful for in particular? Well, yeah, I, I, I have a lot to be thankful for, a lot to be thankful for. And I'm so fortunate. I got a, I have a wonderful family. I have a fantastic wife. I have two beautiful daughters, smart, beautiful daughters. Uh, my youngest daughter was married last year in May and, uh, May 19th. And, uh, lo and behold, she's pregnant. She's due May 25th. We just had a wedding shower up in Santa Barbara on, uh, on Saturday. It, well, it wasn't, it, the, the shower was beautiful. It's funny. Friday was, was a fantastic day. Beautiful. Sunday was beautiful, warm. Saturday, rainy and drizzly. Drizzling, overcast and windy, but we still had a fantastic time. But anyways, yeah, I got a lot to be grateful for. I got a super family. So, uh, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, the, nothing. That's mic drop, man. Like nothing else needs to be said. Like 
what, what more is there to be thankful for his family? So, all right, Leo, you're on the spot, man. Uh, oh, oh, well, you know, I would just like to say thanks to Big E here for allowing me to, you know, coach him and having me, uh, <clears throat> having him trust me and in, in coaching him and, you know, guiding him through this whole process and watching him grow as an athlete from the off season to, to now to just be a part of that growth has been so fulfilling. And, you know, I think it's such a privilege to work with such a great man like you. And, you know, I can't wait for the future and what it holds. And, uh, Brian, thank you for having me on this awesome podcast as well. Man, you guys, you guys are too kind. I have to tell you, like, you know, Leo, you always inspire me and I really appreciate that. And I really am thankful that through your passion, you have brought someone so wonderful as Eric into our, our big wheel coaching family of athletes and Eric and I, for those at home, Eric and I got to sit down after we finished the criterium at the Sandina stage race. And I was, uh, getting ready to push uh, baby Seamus, uh, for his, uh, little butt kids race. Right. And that was really when it came to me that, you know, I got a chance to talk with Eric for a couple of minutes and he was just, always talking about his family, right? Just talking about how wonderful it was to be, you know, he's going to be a grandfather and how proud he was of his daughters and, you know, all of these things. And, and here I am as a new father, you know, getting ready to push my son on, you know, this 200 meter bike race. And, did, and it was just like, I, it was just a wonderful moment of clarity where you have this man, Eric Zook, who has all this life experience and here he is giving me a little bit of like father advice and family advice. And it just meant so much to me. So Eric, thank you so much for being a part of our big wheel coaching family. We just, we're super proud of you. Uh, I'm thankful to, to know you and Leo, you guys are just doing a great job and I love hearing your passion for coaching Eric. And so guys, um, you know, if there's anything I can do for either of you guys, you just got to let me know, man, I got a strong back and a, and a weak mind and I'm not afraid to use yet either of them. <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah thank you <laughs> absolutely <laughs> coming to work tomorrow that's right yeah. that's right well good well eric we've used so much of your time this evening thanks so much for being here and uh i'm super excited to share this podcast with everybody leo thank you as always um you know i lean on you for so much in our in our business and I just am thankful for all of it. So, gentlemen, on that note, we're gonna we're gonna close uh, close it out. But please don't hang up because we have to uh, do some backside stuff on this. So uh, we're gonna close this out. But thank you guys for being a part of uh, the podcast today. All Thanks right, thank me, you. Brian.